Welcome to At The Table, the podcast for the SBC Women's Leadership Network. Join the conversations of a collaborative community of women from the Southern Baptist Convention family who long to connect, engage, and encourage one another as they serve and lead in diverse ways to impact the kingdom of God. Pull up a chair, grab your favorite drink, and listen in on what God is doing through women of the SBC. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of At The Table. It is Jackie King on this beautiful spring morning. I am so excited that you're joining us for another conversation of women in ministry in the SBC. I get to invite a new friend today, and I am so excited just to learn from her, to hear her story. She is just packed full of wisdom and um, and just love for the church, and I think that's definitely a refreshment for all of us in leadership. And so today I want to welcome Christy Anyo Buile. I said that wrong. Go ahead and correct me. <laughs> girlfriend how do you say it we totally coached me through this before we started recording okay so you okay. say it right okay christy anya wheelie Anya together Bwile. now. I Anya did so Bwile. good. Yes, I know. I'm so sorry. No, I tried hard. Totally fine. <laughs> I messed it up still. So oh, no. I love that. Okay. It's so we a were... common occurrence. So no worries <laughs> at all. <laughs> you probably don't even try to give that last name at Starbucks, right? Like, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you know how it is at Starbucks. Even if you say your real, your actual name, your first name, you never know what you're going to get. Right. So. Well, <laughs> even with Christy, a common name, they're probably exactly. misspelling it and like True. adding letters and stuff like that. So. <laughs> So well, thank true. you so much for joining me, Christy. Can you tell thank me, you so where much. are you at? Um, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, well, right now I am in Washington, D.C., and um, my husband is a pastor of Anacostia River Church. We are a four-year-old church plant. Uh, formerly, before that, we lived in the Cayman Islands for eight years, uh, where my husband was a uh, pastor there at First Baptist Church in Grand Cayman, Cayman Islands. So um, this is where uh, we live and, um, and do life and ministry. Um, it's in an area that um, is pretty in need and depressed and kind of fits all the stereotypical views of living in an urban area. Uh, that's where our church is located. Uh, but we're excited about that because we yeah. have opportunity uh, to meet our neighbors and to share with them the good news of the gospel of Christ. And um, the Lord has been showing us a lot of favor in that. We're having fun and we're enjoying this season of life and ministry. Yeah. I would imagine it's a bit different going from Grand Cayman to Washington, D.C. What was the biggest kind of shift in y'all's ministry and thinking um, that was just so different maybe than uh, ministering kind of overseas? Yeah, uh, people normally ask that question, and it's usually something in terms of you know, invite. We, we were living on an island where it's beautiful all the time and, you know, kind of got the island vibe. And now we're living in an urban area. Most people think the transition has to do with that kind of environmental climate, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. shift. But for our family, I think the biggest adjustment was moving back in 2014, just on the hills of, um, the police shootings, Mike Brown being mm. the one that was, you know, closest to the time that we moved back. And having a little boy, we have two girls too who are older, but having a little boy who would be growing up in communities like Mike Brown and some of the other 
uh, gentlemen who were killed uh, and trying to think through, pray through, navigate that with our growing boy uh, mm -hmm. was probably the biggest adjustment that our family has made and is still making in some ways. My son, mm -hmm. he was born in the Cayman Islands, so he's an island boy through and through. Uh, so just moving to a different country and a different culture, the Cayman Islands is pretty, um, you know, it's pretty westernized. So, you know, most people think that it would be an easy transition from there to here just in terms of daily life and living. Um, but it has been an adjustment for him in particular. And so, yeah, we've just been working through that and um, trusting the Lord and we're enjoying being here. But for sure, I would say that's been our biggest adjustment. Wow. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. Um, and so he's 12 is what we were chatting about yes, before. So he mm -hmm. would have been, is that right? Eight um, whenever you guys moved over or was he a little bit younger? Yeah. So the church okay. is four years old, but we've okay. been back in the States for five years. Okay. So he was about, about seven uh, mm -hmm. when we moved here such a hard shift. And yeah. I know those are conversations that we've had just even within our family with our mm -hmm. youngest Amos being adopted from Ethiopia. And, um, you know, there's just different conversations that you have to have now with your kids and us That's being, true. um, you know, a Caucasian man and a Cuban woman, um, mm -hmm. we don't know, you know, yes. and so we've really had to lean on a lot of our friends that are African American and just kind of ask, how do you navigate these conversations? And he's still yeah. young, you know, I, but I think it's just that prepping of, we're going to have to prepare and we're going to have to yeah. be openly talking about it and just things that you think about that I would never think of with our two biological kids. And so I, mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that. And oh, yeah, I think that kind of sets the stage because I just, I respect you so much. You do such great work um, on so many avenues. Oh my goodness. You've got, you're an author, uh, you're a pastor's wife. You do a lot with the gospel coalition. And I think you've been, at least in my mind scope, uh, just one of these faithful older women that has really kind of tackled that issue of diversity um, mm -hmm. and with such grace and I think also just pointedness. And so I kind of want to unpack a little bit of that and just um, what have you seen as a leader um, and even just in your time in ministry of this conversation around diversity and the need for diversity? It's almost kind of like a, a catchphrase right now, you know? Yeah. Um, and what I want to be very aware of is that I don't want it to just be words. I want it to be a practical application of how are we tackling this? How are we approaching this? So um, share with us a little bit about just kind of what you've seen and maybe even just some encouragement of how do we approach this conversation? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for asking that question. And um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's just loaded today. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think in the Christian community, we really gave, um, just kind of engage topics of diversity very well. I think we make a lot of assumptions about ourselves and we make a lot of assumptions about our brothers and sisters that sort of frame our conversations. And oftentimes that, lead, that leads us to less fruitful kinds of discussions mm. than we could, you know, than we would likely have, right? So right. Uh, we always paint ourselves as the good guy, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and so therefore, sometimes maybe we overlook our own sin, yeah. you know, how, you know, whatever kind of, whatever framework that you're you're coming at, you know, from issues of diversity. So whether you're majority culture or minority culture, I think we all do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think 
and so so that's kind of one category we we sort of set ourselves up as either you know the good guy and then therefore we need to speak to our brother or sister in a way i think sometimes it makes us speak with them as if we're trying to convince them of something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or trying to warn them against something right um and what I think personally would be a more fruitful conversation is just to listen with an eye towards how am I contributing or not to fruitful discussions and even actions around diversity. So, mm -hmm. um, so I think for me, a better approach would be um, a couple of things that the scripture calls us to. And so the first thing especially when I've had difficult conversations with people around issues of diversity is I have to say to myself and to my, you know, conversation partner that I love you. Mm, you're yeah. my sister. You're my brother. Um, I'm commanded to love. I'm compelled to love by the love of Christ. Um, and I'm going to pursue love in this conversation. And I don't get a pass on loving people. Right, I can't yeah. choose not to love, right? The world will know that we're disciples of Christ by our love for one another. So the second thing I think is just really listening and not listening to validate our own assumptions or to um, keep our frameworks that we bring into the conversation intact, but listening empathetically to mm -hmm. our brother or sister. Mm -hmm. um, and so that means that I'm going to listen without judgment. I'm going to listen um, with an eye towards my own repentance. I'm going to listen with um, an ear towards how can I be a participant of positive change um, in you know, these conversations. Mm -hmm. What can I do in my own heart, in my home? in my community, in my church, um, to be sort of a change maker in that sense um, yeah. with these conversations. So there, you know, so, and then, and then part of that too, I, I was saying kind of empathetic listening, like really entering into another person's world and attempting to see things from their perspective. Whether mm -hmm. or not you agree is a whole nother conversation, sure. right? But I think entering into the conversation with, just that mindset of let me put myself in this person's shoes and try to see things from that perspective. I, I just think it draws us closer to one another and it gives us hearts that are humble and um, ones that don't, you know, kind of lend itself to be more combative, but conversations that um, really help us to um, to know how better to pray and how better to walk in a manner that's worthy of, of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I so I don't know if that's helpful, yes. but those are some things I think through for myself when I'm in discussions with people about how should we engage conversations around diversity. Mm -hmm. And so everybody says, yeah, you know, we need to pursue it or it, well, most people say we need to pursue it. <laughs> right. Um, but, but, I think there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of history, there's a lot that 
is underneath that that we need to be able to unpack and we can't do that if we're not loving and listening to one another yes hope that makes sense Mm -hmm. yes i think it's such good practical advice and i think there's definitely been a shift just in my own heart as i've had more of these conversations with my sisters of of color and um to where it's not just something that is as simple as just retweeting, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yes, we need diversity. Um, like it's work to have a conversation, like get Mm -hmm. in front of someone, um, and to ask and not respond, you know, um, I think I've learned so much in that of just, I want to know your thought process. I want to know your story. Um, and, I love how you really highlight listening well, because I think so many of our conversations these days, you know, um, are short and pithy and mm-hmm. sarcastic and, um, you know, and not really even keeping the other person in mind. I think it's just us getting ready for a reaction, you know, yeah, um, and how we're right. going to respond. And mm-hmm. I really find that in conversations to where I listen well, where I ask hard questions and where I then take all of those answers and look at my own heart and be like, mm-hmm. man, Jackie, you are wrong you know like that that was such a and I may know where it came from you know like it may be from just how things are were being brought up or it could just be ignorance you know like there's so many times where I like I had no idea and so I love how you're really just um being very introspective that we all of us I don't care what color you are (laughs) have to really come back to the idea that we are to love one another and we're to constantly be checking our own hearts to where we're really trying to drive behind this idea that maybe is in our head but is not scriptural or biblical you know um and and the tone of being right and I so desperately want us to not have that tone you know I want us to have that understanding and that empathy that you talked about. So I think that's such great advice. You also um, said something as you were talking, you, you kind of hit on something that I think is actually another aspect, but you know, in addition to loving and listening, that we want to be learning from one another. And you were talking Mm -hmm. about how you learn from, you know, your brothers and sisters by asking them questions and hearing their story. And as you listen, and, and, and as you um, that you're that you're learning, and mm-hmm. I think that learning happens in conversation, but it also happens after conversation. As you you go back and 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 study history or study someone's um, you know someone's cultural heritage and and their background, I think we take a lot of things like that for granted, and mm-hmm. we assume that we're all you know you know, one neat little package and everybody has stories. Everyone has histories. Everyone, you know, has um, shaping influences. And I think it's worth it for us to um, to do a little legwork behind the scenes to make sure that, you know, not only are we seeking to learn, but do a little legwork behind the scenes to really understand um, mm. someone else's perspective. Right? Yes. That's so good. So good. Okay. So this leads me into, I think, a great um, another point that I want to bring up. You have a new book coming out that I, lo- oh my goodness, the cover is beautiful. Um, like I, I saw it come up um, on your social media and I was like, oh my goodness, that is just so pretty. So you yes. have a new book coming out yes, called ma'am. His Testimonies, My Heritage. Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about your book. Like how did this come about? Uh, what is it about? Let's kind of tell the listeners all about it. And I think no matter what, but um, no matter what color you are, again, I think this is something that we all need to read, right? Yes. So yes, tell us sure. a little bit about it. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the book, His Testimonies, My Heritage, 
the subtitle is Women of Color on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And um, there are about 25, 26 women who have contributed to this book. Um, and the book centers around Psalm 119, which is all about the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And the way Psalm 119 is laid out, it's an acrostic poem, meaning each stanza of Psalm 119 corresponds to a letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and they go in order. The cool thing is, if we knew Hebrew, we would also discover <laughs> that, <laughs> that each verse within the stanza also corresponds to that letter in the Hebrew alphabet. So mm-hmm. for example, if you read Psalm 119 verses 1 to 8, um, the heading is uh, Aleph, I believe, and that's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so if we had, you know, a Hebrew Bible, I guess we would, um, we would discover that each verse in that stanza starts with that letter. So it's cool. Yeah. It, it's cool in that way. Who um, wouldn't know we would get Hebrew lessons, I you mean, know, on the look, podcast. that's all I, I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I have nothing else as far as Hebrew is concerned. The alphabet. That's a that? good place to start. <laughs> exactly. no, I don't want to go much further. It's all yeah, right well, I, yeah, yeah. I know about the alphabet, but don't ask me to recite them at all. Um, so what, um, the way, so, so Psalm 119 is our, is our frame and it really does focus on each, on the word of God and different aspects of the word of God as brought out into, as brought out of Psalm 119. But, uh, there's each contributor has written, um, an expositional devotion on one of those sections of scripture. So there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Oh, wait, there's another thing I know. How about that? In Hebrew, <laughs> but um, there are uh, 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So 22 uh, women have written individual chapters, um, you know, a single chapter on mm-hmm. um, uh, one of those stanzas. And then not only are there these um, devotions that are expositional in nature, meaning most of them kind of work verse by verse through a section, but they're also devotional in the sense that women, uh, some of the women are from uh, Latina, Caribbean, African-American, Asian backgrounds. And so many of them also write from their cultural vantage point. Um, as they expound the word of God. So it has that devotional nature, but it also has that expositional nature where they're working verse by verse through the scriptures. Um, In addition to that, there are some thematic pieces that address issues of our day that we're concerned with, uh, issues of heritage, issues of race, issues of um, just some of the cultural things that we see going on um, in our world today. And so we try to, to have a, a mix of those things because we want to show that the word of God is sufficient for helping us to navigate any season or any issue uh, that we have or are faced with in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the word of God reaches across cultures. So there are lots of different cultures, even within the Asian culture, or even within Latina culture, there, there's lots of diversity within that. Yes, um, so right. we try to highlight all of those things in this one volume. And then thirdly, and there, there are these expositional devotions, there are these thematic pieces, and then there are a few poems scattered throughout. So poems about a poem, and they're really excellent. And anyway, so I hope that the whole package together 
would be a blessing to the body of Christ and would help us to celebrate and to live out um, the, the truth of God's word, to understand him and to love him more deeply mm -hmm. and to know him better as yeah. we uh, walk through Psalm 119 together. Oh my goodness. I am so excited about this. And even just a lot of the things that you're saying, um, it reminds me of when I had just graduated high school and I was in my first couple years of college at UT Dallas before I went to Criswell. Um, I was doing girls ministry at my home church, which is a predominantly Caucasian, you know, Southern Baptist church. And then down the street, we had a Chinese American church. And so the pastor there, he was white and married to an Asian. And, um, and so he had asked, would you come over and help with our student ministry, you know, because they were first generation Americans, essentially mm -hmm. the students. And, um, I was like, sure, you know, uh, <laughs> why not? And, yeah. um, and so my time with them and just hearing their stories and being just brought in, um, to their world and their families and mm -hmm. even how they did D now, you know, like we had mm -hmm. like hot dogs at our, at our church yeah. and they had ramen, you know, <laughs> right, like everybody's right. eating ramen. Um, <laughs> I love ramen. <laughs> but it was so, the way that I ministered to my Chinese girls was so different than how I did with my home church girls because it mm -hmm. was a completely different culture. Their homes were different. Um, their experiences were different. And so um, this is such a great resource, I think, for women, we all have that in common. We all have this love for the word of God yeah. and then being able to just be invited into their homes, their stories, what mm -hmm. they're eating at the dinner table. Um, and then even just their perspectives, which I think, again, backpacking off of what we just talked about is so, so important for the body of Christ. You That's know, right. um, the body of Christ is not going to look like one specific person. Um, and so uh, yeah. just that diversity, that beauty, um, that strength and tenacity that I think comes with a lot of the stories that come with women. Um, yeah. it, it, I think it's just going to be such a beautiful thing for us. And I love how y'all centered it out around Psalm 119. You know, it's mm -hmm. all about the word of God and the instruction of God and his commands and those yeah. kind of things. And so Amen. you can't, yeah. you can't debate that, you know, like that's what that's we're right. all striving for, right? Is, <laughs> is to, right. to do what we know and to love people and to love the word of God and pour over it. And so I really encourage everybody um, to go ahead and pre-order this. Uh, it officially releases on September 1st, but they're already doing pre-orders. And so I'm going to make sure that we put a link uh, in the show notes so that y'all can go and get this. But I really encourage you. I would love just a huge group of our At The Table listeners to get this and just to kind of be talking about it back and forth, whether that's on our Facebook page or in the group or... Um, wherever like i would love for us to take this resource and use it together as women leaders and then also use that as we lead the women that we lead in our communities and cities and in churches so i thank love you that so much. thanks i think you know one other thing thank you so much for that i i one of the, the things that we i've been praying is that um you know a lot of times you hear about women's voices and, and and the silencing of women's voices and those kinds of things and so i think as as folks think about maybe um you know ordering a copy of the book to order one for your sister who mm -hmm. is of a different ethnicity maybe read it together i think that you both would be encouraged together whether it's you know an african-american sister getting a copy for herself and sharing it with her um, her Asian sister or her Latina sister or, or whatever the case may be, um, I think you would be encouraged together just to get a glimpse into someone else's life and experience 
Um, and even to be able to talk those through under the lens of God's word, right? Mm, it's yeah. his word that sustains us in every circumstances. And Psalm 119 tells us so much about God's word. It's our delight. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. You know, his word is trustworthy. His, his law is written within our hearts. His commandments are right. Like all of these things, his statutes are the theme of our songs, right? His rules mm-hmm. are good. There's so many things that um, this psalm teaches us and, and, and all of scripture teaches us about God's word. And and so, you know, I think a, an important exercise for us in growing to love one another well and listen and to learn um, is to be in community together. So, mm-hmm. you know, taking a read with a partner or in a small group or something like that, I think would be really beneficial. Um, oftentimes, women of color, when they're reading a book written by another woman, um, a majority culture, a white woman, for example, we, you know, we find ourselves having to work to, to understand the examples and the life experiences and the cultural context, you know, Mm. even simple things like, you know, being a soccer mom or going to to va- go on a vacation at the beach or, you know, things that, you know, lots of people would consider commonplace, but outside of my experience, um, and it could be even be out of, outside the experience of other uh, other white women, right? So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's totally, uh, right, totally cultural, right. but I think we do find ourselves having to work at times to, um, to enter those experiences. So I think it's, it's a, it's a good discipline for us and it's a good discipline for us to do broadly. Mm, I love Mm. that. And I just, it reminds me like, I don't ever want someone to feel like they don't belong, especially Mm. in the kingdom, you know? Um, And so why, why would we continue in the same ways and isolating, you know, and maybe Mm -hmm. knowingly, maybe not knowingly, but um, I think Jesus, I think the Gospels, I mean, the Bible itself is constantly this invitation of despite you come, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pursuing you, I'm chasing you. And so mm-hmm. what our planet would be if we had women that were taking that charge, right? And yes. just saying, you are with me and I am with you and let's do this thing together. So yes. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. And um, let's demonstrate okay. that. Let's Sorry, let's demonstrate no, you're good. That, we, that we value and that we value one another. We see each other mm-hmm. um we we you know there are practical ways for us uh to do that so yeah and something yeah. as easy as hey there's a new book let's do it together you <laughs> right. know, like most girls are like okay sure yeah, let's, let's try do it, it. Yeah. and it's a devotional it's not even <laughs> yes. like an academic you know so it's right. good not light reading um but it's approachable reading i think for everybody yeah um and so again i just love how how y'all did that and so Thank i'm you. excited to see what comes from it and i can't wait to get my copy <laughs> Thank you so much we definitely got one holding holding one out for you oh good <laughs> okay yeah. i have one last question that's kind yes. of a hardball question yep. um but because of you and who you are and just that steadfastness and just the years and decades of ministry i really kind of want to pick your brain a little bit about how do you handle hard seasons in ministry? And I think because you've been one of these voices with diversity, um, a lot of conversation right now in the SBC is all around women and preaching and all of those things. And so we're not going to tackle that today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoa, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> but what I do want to talk about and maybe just get a couple nuggets of truth from you is how do you walk through wisely some of these secondary issues that obviously I think we would 
we would think are important. I mean, they're issues, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have an opinion. Um, And so what is your encouragement to women that when walking through some of this um, tension or maybe difference of opinions and interpretation and stuff like that, what would you say to women and how to steward that conversation well? Um, and how, and I think personally, one of the things I'm wondering is how do you push forward, obviously, in something that you care about, that you have an opinion on maybe, um, but then you're also not becoming part of the culture, I think, because so much of the culture in conversations and this division and again, that sarcasm and kind of cutting at one another. So do you have any suggestions or wisdom on just how do we steward that conversation well? How do you know when to keep moving forward or when to be silent? Yeah. That's always a question I have. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do I talk? When do I not talk? Um, so what do you have, I guess, maybe kind of in response to that? Yeah. Um, you, you're right that um, these, they're important issues and, and um, you know, you frame the conversation in terms of kind of these secondary but important um, issues that are difficult to navigate. I think several things is we have to remember who we're, who we're, who our conversation partners are, mm-hmm. right? Our conversation partners are not the people who are necessarily making the most noise on social media. Mm, that's um, our conversation yeah. partners are our brothers and sisters in Christ whom we covenant with in our local churches. Um, and so I think, for me, I'm I'm thinking about actual people. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the names of individuals uh, whom I love in my church family, in my biological family, uh, people I invest in, um, and people who invest in me. And I just need to remember who my conversation partners are, that they're family. Mm, and this is family business and family conversation. And in any family, you know, there there are going to be things that people prefer and, you know, and they don't prefer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my son doesn't like anything with tomato sauce. So he's not a keen, you know, he's not keen on spaghetti and lasagna and things like that. that hey, have tomato I'm right sauce. there with him. You know, that, oh, that's yeah, good, right. yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? But sometimes he has to eat lasagna. Sometimes yeah. he has to have a spaghetti. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just sometimes the way it is. Sometimes you have to cook it, even exactly. not liking it. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. But I pretty, I like almost anything. But um, <laughs> another conversation for another day. But... Um, and so there are, go- there are going to be things, and then there are going to be more Im- important, you know, things that are more important to us, right? Um, you might value, you know, really your, your time alone and your time to refresh, you know, as a member of a family. And I might value just going out and doing everything with everyone and extroverting mm-hmm. myself, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. such a huge extrovert, right? So, and even when it comes to things like church and how we do church and where we do church and um, doctrinal differences and things like that. So, uh, so one, remember who our conversation partners are. We're talking to family about family business. Mm. And then secondly, there are important issues and then there are um, kind of critical issues, right? So if we're talking about the person of Christ, we're talking about the the Trinity. If we're talking about the 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 core of the gospel message, if we're talking about um, our our call uh, to re, re, uh, repent and 
and to have faith in Christ. You know, if we're talking about sort of key issues that are make or break issues as to whether or not someone is a Christian, then we have to push hardest on those mm -hmm. kinds of issues. And we want to work towards as much unity and clarity as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. But then there are other issues that are just um, issues of, I won't say preference, but issues of how we maybe interpret scripture. So whether we're talking um, to our Presbyterian sister um, and we have key differences in terms of, you know, when, a per when it's appropriate for someone to be baptized. Um, and so that's why we're Baptist, they're Presbyterian. We don't mm -hmm. necessarily serve in the same church, but we can partner together, right? Yeah. We can learn from one another. We can um, share all kinds of things together as brothers and sisters in Christ, even though we have kind of these key differences. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the same issue along the lines of, you know, complementarian, egalitarian kinds of issues. Um, those issues don't make or break you or not make or break issues as to whether or not you're a Christian, but they are important and they're key items that you want to learn about and make sure that you have um, some some sort of conviction about, right? It doesn't have to be mm -hmm. a, a hard fixed conviction. Um, and that's why they're they're called second order. You know, they're, they're not the most essential um, elements of the faith, but they're important issues for us to think through and learn about and to develop some sort of um, you know, conviction about as Christians, because it helps us know how we um, orient ourselves in the body of Christ and in the local church, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I have core convictions about the issue of, of baptism, then that's going to determine where I fellowship, how I fellowship, with whom I fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And the same goes with, you know, some of these other kinds of issues. Um, answering in a long-winded way, <laughs> but I'm basically saying, you know, remember that our the, the persons that we're in conversation with are family, they're brothers and sisters in Christ. And then prayerfully thinking through our issues of difference, are they essential to mm -hmm. the good news of the gospel and whether or not someone is a Christian? Um, and those, again, we want to we want to push hard on those because we, we want um, all to come to a knowledge of the truth and to be saved, right? Um, but outside of that, we need to be charitable. We need to be gracious. We do not need to be combative. Um, the Bible tells us, hey, if, if you're, you know, especially on so social media, right? If you, if you see or think that um, a person is being divisive in some way, uh, the scriptures tell us, hey, you warn them once, you warn them twice. After that, have nothing else to do with them. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times on social media, we just engage, engage, engage. We argue, right. we fight. Um, and that's just not becoming of the people of God, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and even in Galatians, it tells us, you know, that we shouldn't be argumentative. Um, sorry, I got to find the passage. No, you're good. I love that you have your Bible right there. With yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says, um, yeah, it says... Um, you shall, this is Galatians 5, verse 14 and 15 tells us, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Mm -hmm. uh, so this biting and devouring and divisiveness and arguing 
over things that are not essential uh, to the gospel of Christ, we just have to stop doing that as, as Christians. Yeah. And we have to really pursue love and, and really remember that I am, you know, I am called um, to love my family, mm-hmm. you know. And we're going to be family now, <laughs> and we're going to be family in eternity. Right? right? I know. We're going to be stuck together and for a long time. We so. are going to not only stuck together, but we are going to be joyfully absolutely, having our eyes um, fixed upon our Savior, worshiping mm-hmm. Him for all eternity, you know, together as the one bride of Christ. And we have to learn that now if we want to get a, a taste or a glimpse um, even in the tiniest sense of what that might look like in heaven. Mm, that's a good word. Um, I know just, and you know, this is probably just a good plug to be like, sometimes you just need to get off social media. And that's True. where really where I landed um, yes. a couple days ago, just with all of this kind of swarming around on Twitter. It can be used so well. And then there are days where it's just flat exhausting. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, reading through everything, I think – it really got to where I was so discouraged and Mm. just um, defeated almost, you know, and I think I've seen God move already in this network and Mm -hmm. how joyful and excited women are. And, um, and so being just kind of on the ground level, you know, of getting to see God just do some amazing things already. And then, being on social media and just reading post after post after post and response and, you know, watching the funny videos as people respond as they're being sarcastic. And, um, you know, there's a level to where I told Josh, I said, there's a part where I feel like I'm a giant elephant in the room and they're talking about me and not with me. Right. And, um, and so just really choosing to kind of disconnect and get into the word and check my own heart, because I think that's where Satan will really try to root a lot of bitterness and anger and against one another instead of for one another. And, you know, in Bible study last week, we were wrapping up Paul, you know, he's, he's got great encouragement for the church and he's talking to two chicks in Mm -hmm. Philippians saying, Hey, you need to get along and both of you contend for the gospel and both of you have your name in the book of life. And so you need to remember that you need to go back to what you're calling as the core and, and hold on to that. And I think some of the beauty of the SBC is that there is some um, opportunity, you know, to interpret things differently um, and to have some different views on these secondary issues. But then at the same time, we are not at all confused on what the gospel is and That's what right. our role is in the gospel and to proclaim that gospel and to serve well and to serve humbly. And yeah. so it was good for me even just to kind of disengage a bit on the arguments and seeing where it went and then centering my heart back on, I want to contend for the gospel, not just with other women, but with my brothers and sisters. Like That's we are right. doing this together. And so um, I hope that as you're listening and maybe, you know, who knows what is happening on Twitter whenever this post, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I hope that if you're in maybe a spot of just being discouraged and wondering and struggling through some of the things that are being volleyed back and forth, that your heart would be centered on the word and that your heart would be centered on the gospel. And I think Amen. that's a really good challenge um, just coming from Galatians, like you said, Philippians 4. Um, we've got work to do, you know. And I think if God can distract us and if he can turn it or not God, I'm sorry, Satan, if (laughs) Satan Satan can distract Mm -hmm. us and turn us against one another, then we're going to be fighting more than working. And so let's commit to work. So, (laughs) and you know, social media, you, you, you choose to be in that space, 
right? Mm, and right. you don't have to be in that space. And and you choose the kind of social media that you want to engage with. So um, I think you just really have to guard your heart. And when you see your heart being entangled in argument and divisiveness, and you can't seem to pull away because you want to see what this person said and how that person responded. And, you know, I, I just think that's too much. Mm. And, um, but I personally, I have found one, taking time away from social media is an excellent thing. And I do that often, but also finding because it's something that I choose, if someone posts something in response to, you know, something that I've posted and it's negative, I don't feel like I have an obligation to respond, <laughs> at least not respond right. in a way that's argumentative, right? Mm-hmm. Because that wasn't my, I know what my intent was behind what I say. I'm, I'm happy to be corrected, but not just arguing for the sake of argument. Yeah. And so the, and the other thing I found with social media is there are spaces that I've, I've, found within the social media world that are safe for me, um, that are sort of community, uh, kind of community areas of community for me on certain issues or certain topics. Um, and so I kind of gravitate towards those, um, towards things that are going to build me up as a Christian, that are going to um, compel me to want to love my brothers and sisters more deeply and love Christ more fully. Uh, and so I've just chosen to kind of um, stay in those kinds of spaces where I'm learning and growing and not in ones that, you know, seem to be combative. Very good. That's good. Good advice. That's good mama advice right there. (laughs) Well, girlfriend, we have tackled some hard things. So, Uh, and you did it with so much grace as I knew you would. Um, So I just appreciate you spending some time with us at the table and just sharing your heart, sharing your wisdom. Um, And again, I will have the information for the new book, His Testimonies, My Heritage, all of the link and information there in the show notes. But um, Christy, thank you again for spending your day with us. And I hope we can have you back on sometime. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Thank you. You have been listening to At The Table, the podcast for the SBC Women's Leadership Network. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes and share this with your friends and other women in the SBC. They'd also love to connect online with you at sbcwomen.net for more resources and for you to join the conversation with women all across the globe who are serving in kingdom mission. Thanks for listening. 